Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, before we get into this week's episode, I want to let you know that you can listen to... <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Demi. I'm doing it. Uh, I want to let you know that you can listen to this podcast ad-free on Sandspans Plus. And if you want more of this podcast, you can subscribe to us over on patreon.com slash big soft titty. I'm the business boy now. My name is Tom. I'm in the business world. I fucking hate you. <laughs> so for five bucks, you get uh, five bucks a month. You get two episodes a month, one every two weeks, or for ten dollars a month, you can get an ep- extra episode every freaking week. So you yeah, can make maybe. your big soft titty schedule Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. All right. Enjoy the episode. Goodbye. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What you get my information, business dog? I hate you. <laughs> Sans Pants Radio. Australia's most family-friendly podcast network. And we're off. There really is nothing in this world like picking up a good book. <laughs> Don't you think, Tom? Yeah. When's the last time you treated yourself to hefting one of those tree thins and uh, just gazing upon it? Takes you into a different world, doesn't it? It's honestly, it's as good as a vacation and a fraction of the price. Yeah. And it also, my favourite thing is it lets me discover things about myself. Yeah. Like I could be reading a book and find myself thinking, "Uh, is this me? Is this me? Am I here? This guy just said, I did this. Did I do that? I did it. This book's about Urkel. Am I Urkel? Am I Urkel? Did I chase that whale? One of the craziest things about books is they can be about things as large or as small as you want. Yeah. They could be like, as big as – name something that they could be as big as. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, the the freaking uh, Sydney Town Hall. Like It could be as big as that. It could be as small as a mouse's wish. That's one of the things. You try and fit a whale, right? Mm. One of the main characters of Moby Dick. Uh, mm. It's kind of like Game of Thrones where it changes narrators each chapter. Yeah. And so you get some chapters from the whale's point of view and some from the whalers. Yeah. So obviously the whale is like – Swimming around, swimming around. Yeah. And then the whaler. The whaler's like. like, Yeah, to be honest, I really, when we returned to the chapters from the whale, I felt a sense of relief. Me too, because honestly, (laughs) honestly, that those parts of the book were so loud. (laughs) Those parts of the book were really loud. They would hurt to hear and read, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So a book can transport you into a different world, yeah, mm. and um, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot because, you know, sometimes I just want to get off this crazy place. Yeah. Um, Spinning too fast. Let me let me get off, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Big Make time. you feel like you're crazy sometimes, huh? Sometimes I feel like I'm crazy until I remember to curl up with a good book. Curl up with a good book, maybe a cup of tea. Curling up with a good book uh, is really so important and it makes me feel so nice and normal. Yeah. I love to open up a book. Oh, you open them? I open up the book. I crack it open. Mm. I take a hardback book and I... Which part would you crack? Edge of a bowl. Edge of a bowl, yeah. And I kind of crack it on uh, edge of bowl and then I just uh, slip it all in. Yeah, Yeah, all the words kind of run into a delicious slurry that I then kind of pour directly into my ear. Yeah, I kind of, when I was watching that um, montage in Rocky, I was like, sure, you can crack open an egg, but what are you doing for your mind? (laughs) Hey, Rocky, seems you're pretty set on um, clambering into that ring, but when's the last time you climbed into a book? When's the last time you climbed into a book, Rocky? Yeah. Hey, Rocky Balboa, when's the last time... You um, cracked open a thought okay. or maybe, you know, tried to better yourself, mm. uh, not physically. Seems you're getting lost in a murderous rage, but when's the last time you got lost in a good book? It's the last time you just lost yourself in, to, to story, mm. you oh, know? I bet you can't even remember. A novel can do so many things yeah. for a person, mm. really. Mm. Like if you're maybe a woman in her 50s, you 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 can really get into the brain of Jodie Picoult and only her. Yep. I love being another school shooting. I love being a man in his thirties mm. and really having a chance to connect with Clive Cussler, mm. the action author who uh, started inserting a character named Clive Cussler into his books. Who was a marine biologist? Yeah, know about um, fish. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. yeah. And that's that one of the crazy things about a book yeah. is a book can have so many fish in it. And, it doesn't have to uh, be real. Just like, uh, well, you know what, ocean. Take notes because the mm. book can have so many fish in it, it doesn't even have to be wet. The ocean can be jealous of a book because it, the book can have as many fish as it wants and the ocean only has a couple. The book can a- actually have more fish than the ocean because yeah. the book can have fish of the mind or of mm. pure imagination. It's true. The only I read limit. a book about a fish once. Whoa. He had the most wonderful scales but he was also generous. Really? Yeah, and he would give he would give those scales to other fish to make them also feel special. Right, and they would use the scales, and they would be like, "Oh, a bit heavier than I would a bit like." Heavier than to. I'd like, and then the um, oh, but you look nice, and he's lying, obviously. And he's lying, yeah, and he did actually give the scales out to make them feel bad about themselves as well. Yeah. Um. So I like that about books. Um, That's the great thing about books. Yeah. yeah. I love. When I a book- I haven't. You know what? what? I haven't even. I haven't read one book this week. That that I know of. Oh, oh. maybe I got a book somewhere I don't know about. Yeah, huh? I get out. Yeah, my favorite thing about books is settling down for a nice read and having that unhint, like that that unedited, gorgeous eroticism mm. that only a book can bring. Yeah, yeah. When someone uh, runs their hand across a quim, yeah, in a book, I'm like, oh, oh I get it. Yep. I get it. I know what that is. Yeah. I know what the mound they're talking about is and where it is and what it's like. Yeah. And this all makes total sense to me. It makes total sense. And you can imagine the warm centre when you read about it in the book. I'm like, I know what a warm centre is. Yeah. Oh, her sex? Mm. All right, let's just ask mum what she thinks about books. Mum? Yeah? What do you think about book? What, What about what? About book. What's book? Book? You like book? I don't know what book is. Book? You don't you don't know book? 
No, I don't have books. Oh, mother, you must sit down with a marvellous book. It can transform you and take you to oh, different I, worlds. I oh, I love book. Yeah, I love book. You love book. I read book all the time. It seemed <laughs> seem, seem like you don't know book. No, seem like you did you say, say you don't know book. You said it in a different voice and manner, so I didn't know you meant a book. I'm, I meant book. Oh, sorry. Yes, I love book. I'll see you Friday. All right, bye. So that's words from Christine herself. Yep. Incredible what book can do to win over someone who initially starts out so anti-book they don't even know. So anti-book, not thinking about what book means to them. Mm. Mm. Or what book could do. So dating is really hard these days, I feel like, Tom. Yeah, dating is, uh, I mean, swipe left, swipe right, it's... It's a it's a real jungle out there. It's a real jungle and, out there. And um, I must be some. I, I mean, it's a jungle out there. Yeah, it's a I'm it's a, a re- hey, it's a real jungle out there. It's obviously a real jungle out there. Yeah, it's a real jungle out there. Just call me Tree. Mm. It's a I'm in, in the jungle I'm when in it the comes jungle to dating, and I'm standing still, and yeah. there's predators all over me. Yeah, and that's why it's a jungle. Yeah. But yeah, j- d- d- dating is dating, dating is, is a jungle. A, dating is a jungle <laughs> these days. Nowadays, d- dating can dating can really it can make you feel crazy out in that big world. I want to get off. It's going Something too fast. Something has changed recently, and the major thing that's happened in 2020 is that dating is now a jungle. <laughs> text from mum. Yeah, she says cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it can feel like a jungle when you try and get out and date yeah. um, in this crazy world. It's going too fast. I want to get off, honestly, sure. sometimes. Nowadays, it can feel like a bit of a jungle. So Dating is so much of a jungle that it makes me want to retreat to a book. It makes me want to read a book that doesn't that isn't about that a jungle. It doesn't deal with the jungle no even a little. And there is one book that I know that is about the jungle. Oh, no, Demi. Don't get into Matthew Riley's temple. That must be funny. It must be. Or you, I don't think you would have said it. Yeah, that sounds like me. That must be funny. That sounds like me. So I just thought it would be, it sounds, know, It's reasonable to assume it's reasonable, if I said yeah. something if and you, you don't it, understand it. I, it must be funny. Just by process of illumination. It's like you say you, illumination? Triangle. I in the triangle. We're part of it. The illumination. Okay, let's go. Uh, Can feel like a jungle out there if you're trying to date. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And that's why we've kind of come together, um, uh, which is something that I wish he'd do with me. Right, ladies? Uh, we've uh, kind yeah. of. Mm. And what, it, what we've In done is. Yeah. Of dating. Yes. And that's why. I feel why, like that. Sometimes mm. it's going too fast. I want to get off. Right. And we're, well, that's why we've. <laughs> yeah. That's why we've made an effort here to. Uh, we put, put some together- time aside. Yeah. Mm. For you guys. Yeah, because when I hear that some of my good friends, our podcast listeners, are wandering into a jungle, I'm yeah. like, okay, so can I? Do you guys have a PO box I can send a machete to? Or well, how can we help? Yeah, is and there... they say no, 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 not a real jungle. Oh, I'm dating. Oh, oh, and immediately my face goes completely white because that's so yeah. much scarier than the jungle that I've been thinking My of. face goes completely red so we press them together and our faces go regular again. Yeah. And to, uh, to me it's honestly not regular. The, to me there's no normal skin color. There's no normal. Color. So you think that 
I just don't think, think that pink think, is the right. You think race is imaginary? I, don't, I just don't think that pink is. Actually you think race normal. is imaginary? I think that normal is whatever. Whatever. Is it normal it's Garfield a friend? It's a Garfield. <laughs> it's a jungle out there. It's a yes. jungle. All right, uh, but yeah, we've come together and we've put. You ever um, seen one of those big Garfields in the jungle? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it must be. Pretty angry. I don't know if I. I haven't read up on the laws of the jungle lately, but it must be Monday every day with how much those guys hate being in the jungle. They hate it there, and the only reason they're so dangerous because is because they want to get out. Yeah. If we would give them a job, they then they probably would be fine. They uh, wouldn't want to attack. But so it can be a jungle out there when you're trying to date. It sometimes. often is. It can feel like you're going crazy. The sort thing of, I, I found get off about dating world. is it's always a jungle. Yeah. And it feels that way too. It feels that way to a lot of people, I think, as well. So what we thought we do is just give you a little bit of a hand <laughs> we just thought we'd give you a bit of a hand in that we want to give back to dating. our community because they're in a jungle which they're is dating, dating and we are thinking dangerous. about that and what we want to do is give you a little bit of a hand but what we've done because we are in a relationship which is kind of the the end with each state other of yes big time big time with each other but honestly Loving sometimes it. it feels like the podcast is our third mm. not to me but uh, what we've done as people who've kind of uh, reached the end of relationship is we've we've come back and given some of our expertise. Yeah. Uh, and we've fashioned a few pickup lines. Yeah. Uh, for you guys to use out there in the jungle that is dating. And no, expertise isn't a shirt that's just really good at it. That's right. It's not. It's uh, it's uh, some Would- skills that we've picked up. Yeah. Can feel like it. By virtue of like a jungle sometimes, <laughs> when you're out there. So we we've got our expertise here. Um, we want to give you dating, dating is kind of like stand up in that the main yeah. prize is that you get good enough at it that you never have to do it again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, dating can you know what? Sometimes dating, I don't know. I, sometimes it feels like having sex for the first time. Oh, you know, because sometimes you do after a date it's, it's not, have sex. Absolutely. Uh, so, do you want to? Who should go first with their pickup line here, Demi? Well, do you? Do you would you like to go first, or would you like? Because I, I recommended this because I just thought that because it can be scary when you start to date and people might need our tips. Yeah. It can be like jungle, that that I do. You want me to go first since I I brought it up, or would you like to um, dip your toe? Um, I I'm comfortable going first. All right, go first then. All go right. ahead. Here we go. This um, is uh, Tom's pickup line tip. Helpline yeah. uh, to, this go, one to is, go to the jungle. This one is for someone called Isabel. Okay. Um, so if I could get Should you I, to- I'll be Isabel? Yeah, if you could, your, your line here is just saying the word Isabel. All right. Uh, hey, what's your name? Isabel. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I misheard. I thought your name was Isa my penis bell because I can see my penis going into your middle. Oh. And that one works on, only for Isabel, yes? Yeah. So do you- track down an Isabel or do you wait for one that you like the look of enough? I find that what I'm able to do is... Wait, you need to know that her name is Isabel before you ask her about this. So is there some kind of retconning? Is there some kind of... You can kind of go into their house and once you find their wallet or driver's license or Uh passport and, you know, kind of run a hand over their face while they're sleeping, you get a sense for the name and you get the sense whether this line can work or if another line would be best. Yeah, great. I love um, that. What have you got, Demi? Sometimes I do like to do that as well, but sometimes I don't. It's probably not. I don't even. I'll just stand outside and I can look in, and I won't. It's not. They're not even doing anything like, you know, anything that I just watch them kind of. You know, for maybe sure. They're, maybe they're reading a book, even. Ooh. Or maybe they. I mean, you know, Dream Girl Alert. They could be just talking to their 
uh, yeah, wife her immediately. Um, but maybe they're watching Seinfeld. Maybe they're watching Family Man. Family Man. Um, so here's my pickup line that I would I blast. Here's my yeah blast. Here's my first pickup line that I want to read out to you that I've thought up for our listeners. Sure. Um, so this isn't this could be for Isabel, but it can be for also for anybody. Uh huh. All right. So I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna say it. Go you ahead. don't have any lines for this one. Is that okay? That's perfectly right. fine. Um, are you an Ann Getty's photo shoot set? Because I want to put a baby in you. <laughs> That's great. And that also means that you'll know if they know Anne Gettys yeah. and also what a baby is. Yeah, like you'll know that, that maybe they have a calendar. Mm. Yeah, you know whether they've organised that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Organised? Yeah, that's what I get looking at you because they turn into big hearts. <laughs> that was See, that one was off the just the That day. was off the cuff. So, you know, we are experts. Yes. In the field. That's true. Um, of love. Uh, and the field is where we are now that we're not in dating, which is a jungle. We're in the field of the relationship. The field is so much easier yep. to be in. The jungle's t- t- so uh, it's frightening and it's scary and it can be quite wild, but the field, there's mice. The jungle is one of the scariest locations you can have, honestly, yes. because it's one of those places where like, okay, so I'm here yeah. and I don't know where anything is and it's like being in a haunted house Exactly. But no house. What is scarier to you out of these two sentences? Are you ready? Okay. It was a dark and stormy night. Okay. That's the first one, right? It was a dark and stormy night in the jungle. Oh. It's a lot. It's It brings something to it. Yeah, absolutely. That wasn't there before. It's that the I scariest think is, way it, to start. It, it is, it's a scary place to be and it, sometimes it can feel like that when you're dating. So. Which of these is the scariest sentence? Okay. Um, this is the tale of two cities. Uh-huh. Or this is a tale of one city and a jungle. <gasps> oh. <clears throat> Which will win? I don't know, and I don't want to find out. I don't know, but I do care. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is one from me, a okay. pickup line. Uh, I hope you've got padded walls on the inside of your pussy because I'm planning to go crazy in there. Oh, great. And maybe as well, you know what could – do you mind if I punch up? Absolutely not. Maybe fashion a very small straight dra- jacket for yeah, your um, – For Willie, my penis. For your penis, yes, is yeah. what I said. And um, even though it doesn't have any arms, you're still sort of restraining it. Damn, is there is there shit smeared on the walls of your pussy? Because I want to go crazy in there. That doesn't really make sense because the sh- why would there already be shit on the walls of the pussy if you're going to go crazy in there? Do, are you, are you? Well, she's probably not a virgin. There's probably like she's dated other guys that have gone crazy in there. That have also there. gone crazy in there. But then why wouldn't she clean it out before you get, have to go crazy in there is That's, my only Okay, cool. I'll take this back. It. I'll work it up. I'll work on it. All right. Just a note. Do you have another one? or? Yeah, I've got some more. Um. Hey, are you using that vagina at the moment? I'd like to use it. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Because so sometimes if she that. is, that'll that'll be a conversation starter where you're like, oh, what are you using it what for? What are you using it for? Can yeah. I? Later? When you're done with it? Hey, I'd love to go to go on that thing. I'd love to have a turn and then you put a dime on her left flap. <laughs> hey, I haven't you checked. Say, got nexties. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked the roster for that thing recently, but mm. if there's an opening coming up, I mean, obviously there is an opening. Ha ha. At least one. Now she knows you're funny. Mm. She knows you like to have fun. Oh, well, yeah. And also she's probably seen me making a few TikToks by this point because I've yeah. been doing that. She would, yeah, go follow Tom on TikTok. Um, are you descended from any Cockney people who used to work in a coat, in a coat check? Because I'd love for you to watch me jacket. Now, 
Can I tell you something? Yep. I love that. Yep. But based on that, I think we went the same route with writing our pickup lines. Really? Well, we'll see when I tell you some of my later ones. But okay. um, would you like to hear my next pickup line? I would love that. <clears throat> I was about to ask if I could borrow that cock ring above your head for my penis, but then I realized it was a halo. You're an angel in my <laughs> eyes. That's great. And it also lets them know you have a nice wide cock. Really wide cock. That was this see, this is why I wrote it like this, and I was hoping you'd pick up on that, because then yeah. they know you've got a really fat hog, but yeah. also you're kind of a sweetie pie. Yeah. That's really kind good. Kind of act like a sweetie pie around them. Um, I must be a director's cut of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and you must be a seventeen year old Tom Walker, because I long for you. <laughs> That's really great. Thank you. I would definitely be want to date you if you said that to me, for sure. Yeah. And because we're in a relationship, you hearing me say things like that only makes you happier in the relationship. I'm happier in the relationship now for having heard it. Very good. <clears throat> hey, are you any good at tossing raw steaks at women in their early 60s? Because I'd like you to meet my mum. That's good. It shows you're not afraid of commitment. Not afraid or of- Or your mother. Commitment or my mother, which or I'm not meat. scared of. Her. No. Or meat. Yeah. Well, you can't be scared of your mum. She's, I mean, she's fucking stupid. She doesn't know what she's book an is. Idiot. She doesn't know book. Um, she only knows cunt. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Hey, uh, I need your help with a robbery I just committed. I've got something I stole and I'm looking to hide it somewhere. It's a uh, it's a it's a normal looking penis. Yeah, and it's happiest in an orifice. So if you have any of those spare, I would love to let this thing run run wild and free <laughs> in one of your lovely holes. So and by this time, back. she's at your front door. <laughs> yeah, well, but, no, but by that time, the beep sorry, on sorry. the answering machine has probably gone off. Sorry, not your front door. She's at your passenger door. <laughs> okay, yeah. She's in. She's in the van you live in. Okay, well, how, how about this pickup line? Mm. Um, 10-ton polar bear. What? 10-ton polar bear. What do you mean? Oh, sorry, you just caught me using my imagination, which I can use to imagine anything, but now I'm going to take a break from that and give you my undivided attention. That's great. Now I know you're you're creative. You're creative and I'm attracted to that because you can use your brain. Yeah, fair enough. I uh, like that one. Do you have one? Yeah, I've got one for you. <clears throat> I asked God to find me a friend who'd be able to schedule the times where I can use the exit to my front garden. I asked for a gate booking pal, but it looks like he sent me a great looking gal. <laughs> Instead. That stupid cunt god has fucked it up again, and may he strike me down. Good day! And I leave. <laughs> yeah, that's good because it leaves them wanting more. Leaves them wanting more. And knowing they're a great looking gal. Yeah, they're flattered, but they're interested? Yeah. <laughs> hey, just so you know, on a scale of one to ten, you're a 10. Ding. My every word, which is great because I'd love to have sex with you later. <laughs> so mm. you're telling them how interested they are in what you're saying? Yeah, I'm telling them I've got their complete and utter attention. Which 
Probably which works. I That's rely the on yeah. having. Yeah. And yeah. I and I have had that. You I know you have. Yes. All right. All right, here's my last one, Tom. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you take me to take my cat to the vet to have some goo put on his neck, then to watch two backyard garages have a gunfight, then accept an offer at a farm where they harvest the sticky sweet fruit of a plant species in the palm family? Because I'd like to tick you off my shed duel for some dating opportunities. <laughs> Let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Um, we were playing Among Us uh, the other day, Demi, and you had your mic on and you didn't realize that it was on. And uh, you just to everyone. Who I hadn't met before. Yeah, to a whole group of new people uh, just quietly said, I'm Demi. <laughs> Real good. Real good I to am- know how that beautiful brain of yours works. I hope they didn't because I could. they all had their mics on mute and I, yep. I didn't realize that I didn't. So I hope they... I hope they didn't make too many judgments on me just from that. Oh, I don't see why they would. <laughs> I'm Demi. I'm Demi. She doesn't lie. Well, that's Demi. That's Demi, I guess. Now, who could that have been? <laughs> Tom? Oh, no way to know for what sure. What did you just say? Why did you say that? Tom, don't lie to us. Tom, it sounded like a little freak just spoke. Was that you? Was that because you, Because it sounded Tom? like a little fucking freak. Is that the f- mouse that lives in your pocket, Tom? Oh, I would love that. I'd love to be a mouse that lived in your pocket. Mm. Which one? Would you go breast pocket? Yeah. Because right. I want to be close to, well, because maybe I, I want to, you know what, occasionally I want to like sit behind the ear or tuck myself into the mullet. Yeah, and you can't do that from a jean pocket. There's no. too much to go wrong. There's too much to go wrong. Too yeah. much to go wrong. And you might sit on me. Earlier today I ate a uh, an Aporto's half chicken with a haste that even in the moment I found upsetting. 
was really quick now that I think about it. It was fucked up. Monstrous. And the only reason I didn't call your attention to it was I was so lost in the eating. It was yeah. one of those moments where I would like start to chat out and I realized, hey, wait a second, I'm hungry. I'm done. I am so hungry, I'm famished. And by that time I had like taken down mm. a hectic amount of it. I felt like I was doing an eating competition for no one. Do you think they cut the chicken in half after it's dead? <laughs> Weirdly, they do it to the egg. <laughs> and keep growing the egg so yeah. it's like a half That's chicken. why chicken raising is so unethical. Yeah. Because sometimes they just raise the half chicken because it's cheaper because it actually takes much less food. Well, I think it would be ethical. You know how that, like, when you're, like, 12 and you're like, man, why do we have to kill the whole pig? Can't we just, like, scrape bacon off of it and let it live? You know when you think that when you're you 12? You know when you're 12? <laughs> Did you not? Did you not have that? Be honest with me. Did you not have that kind of stupid thought when you were, like, 12? I used to be like, just You'll know bacon. when it's 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at pigs wondering why you can't just scrape some of it off. You don't. You never had thoughts like that. You never had thoughts like, can't we just scrape some bacon off the pig or surgery it off so that we don't have to kill it? When I was 12, the main things I was thinking about animals is like, how, so when do these guys get, like, how do you, is there an in you need to start torturing these animals? Because I don't have the confidence to start. No, I can't start. Maybe I can start on a small person and work my way up to a dog. Yeah. Maybe they, are there open mics, but for torturing animals where you can go and kind of see how everyone else is doing it? Because I've got no idea where to start with this. I think so. I think there are. Low self-esteem wait, serial wait, killer. Wait, let me think. Yeah, I think there are. Mm. Um, I mean, you could probably step on an egg and be like, that wasn't technically, like an incubated one. Hey, guys, first time trying this out. You think it's got yeah. legs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that was that new. again. <laughs> Crush a chick. You're oh, like, my God. Sorry, that bit was new. <laughs> I think it's got legs. I mean, so what did you guys more. think while I was up there? <laughs> Man, have you ever done – oh, man, there used to be a night in Sydney that was an open mic night, but before the open mic night was like a half hour where comedians could come and do their bits to other comedians, yeah. which because it was an open mic night, that was indistinguishable mm -hmm. from the when rest of the night. the yeah. night. Yeah, but the thing that made this different is that you would get notes from the other comedians on your like three minutes. Mm-hmm. So they would be like, I they did would go. To, I I, bet I went to this night once when I was visiting Sydney back in the day. Shit, you did? Yeah. Oh I didn't. My God. I I saw what it was like, and then who was the runner? I went uh, there with. I met Nina there. It was beep. Yeah, I met Nina there for the first time. Yeah. I went with uh, Angie Hogg, and we went in, and Nina went up, and then I think Hoggy tried some stuff, and yeah. then after I'd seen like what it was like, I was like. Oh, actually, I'm busy. Yeah. And then just kept, did stay and watch, but just said, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> too busy to do it. I'm thinking, kind of thinking about other stuff. <laughs> and I stayed. <laughs> I did stay. I said, I'm busy. And then I went to get a drink and I was like, yeah, you know what? I still want to hang out with my friends. So uh, I went back down. It was incredible watching people get the worst advice in the world. Yes. That like, was a very good part of being there. Was it? I was like, no, don't do what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what that person is doing is taking the idea that you've got and just putting it in between their hands and then clapping as hard as they can. <laughs> it was so good. I remember that was the first night I ever hosted. 
Um, really? Yeah, because I, I didn't really know the guy at all, but then they just knew that I was like, this is before I was really doing stand-up. I just had hosted this improv night. People used to make fun of me when I moved to Melbourne for saying hosting a gig instead of emceeing. Isn't that the same fucking thing? Yeah, I think so, but it's probably like, uh, I mean, who cares? That's a very Melbourne thing to do. I go. care a lot. <laughs> Sorry, go on with your story. Funny sentence to say as you yawn, you <laughs> complete dipshit. Um, no, I remember when I was there, it was a brutal night. It was um, completely unattended, apart mm. from like maybe you know, just the comedians. Yeah. And at one point uh, during the night, you know, someone finished and got off and I was like, yeah, let's give it up for him. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, let's, uh, I think I was, oh yeah, that was the night that I was kind of mean to someone because he opened up his, uh, set being like, all right, well, you know what? There's a small audience here, but I'm going to treat this like I'm doing a gig at the opera house and it's a full house. And he, then he did his set and got off stage and I came up and was like, wow, I, uh, he did it. He really did his set like he would at the opera house to a full house. He, uh, fucking bombed. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Whoa. And then I was like, oh, I feel bad. But, like, I knew the guy. And also he bombed. Did he bomb? Was yeah. it? You take have, a guess. Did they have black hair? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Hastings. <laughs> was it the biggest dipshit we know? <laughs> Fuck, I think it was. Um, anyway, uh, at one point during that, when I was hosting, uh, I was up on stage and I was like, Oh yeah, guys, we've got plenty of room. Yeah, come down. Uh, fill from the front if you like, like just to the back. And all the all the comics, as one turned around, and I was and and saw an empty stairwell, and I just screamed at them, "You fucking idiots! No one's coming to save you." That is so funny. No one. Why would anyone come here? Just fuck your friends up completely. Yeah. Anyway, let's get this next act up here. <laughs> 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 Fucking crank the meat grinder up again. I don't know. Yeah. Let's all pretend we're increasing our 10,000 hours here. <laughs> like, genuinely, yeah, there are some gigs that I think made me dumber. There are some gigs where it's like, I reckon if I just spent five minutes in my room holding a microphone, that would have given me the exact same experience. Yeah, there's something when old, old comics are like, do every gig, take every gig, everything's a learning opportunity. And they're like, the gig is in, like, yeah. a grandfather's mouth. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I actually don't. I think I'm just going to get sad. Hey, just so you know, you've got to go short because uh, the teeth close at 10. But Okay, but when when's last chew? Uh, uh-huh. Uh, uh. Oh, sorry, the mouth closed just while you were saying that. I'm the tongue, by the way. I run the gig. Hi, tongue. Hello. <laughs> sorry, that's a character I've been working on. It's a really great room. Oh, thanks. Uh, so is there, uh, I just need, sometimes I need sound cues, so is there like a three mil jack anywhere or like a uh, DI for the, no. for the mouth? No, but what, here, uh, give me that and what I'll do is um, I'll say that I can handle it and then I'm going to sit in the front row with your laptop and when you get to the part of your set where you need a sound cue, yeah. I'm going to just hold your laptop uh, slightly up, kind of like in my arms, yeah. and where, and I'm going to pretend like that has solved the problem. Yeah, and you just you so you'll just play it through the um, laptop speakers then at the yeah. front of the room, facing you though, yes, not facing the audience. No, facing you actually. Oh. So I'm going to turn it around so a far less sound. Yeah, than, is, we'll get to the audience. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's what I like to call. A uh, a perfect solution. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty specific, but sure. 
No, I saw someone else do it once. It was very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned from the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Anyway, those gigs are really good. I really like those gigs where the 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 um yeah, just the old guys being like, nope, every gig, every gig, you do every gig, you do every gig, even if you're not ready, even if you haven't thought about it, even if you're not yeah. funny, even if you're not a comedian, you do every gig. It's good, but I I I get where it's coming from because I think doing a dog shit gig, doing a truly dog shit gig where you never had a hope, might help you just be like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, I think there is a certain power to. I don't know, bottoming out or whatever, mm-hmm. having to do some dog shit thing. But then there are things that are just bad ideas. Mm. Like, I don't know, talking about, like, a, imagine applying do every gig to, like, a Zoom gig. Absolutely not. Yeah. They were doing Zoom open mics for a bit. I think that's dropped off. One time at Adelaide Fringe, I was, um, uh, a uh, person who I knew was doing a show in a, so basically we were all using this zine shop that was downstairs. Have I told you about this? I don't think so. You know, maybe we have to get rid of this, but Carl. Beep. No. He was this stoner guy. We'll bleep his name, but he was this stoner guy who used to live in Melbourne. Oh, wait a sec. Beep. Great. Um, And he, uh, but then like a different friend of ours was doing their Adelaide Fringe show in this zine shop with us. And we like had the front of the stage and then half of the backstage was a pillow fort where they did their show. Uh-huh. So they would sit there, like 10 people would come in, sit on pillows, uh-huh. and they would just do their show with wow. like fairy lights over them. And um, and so we came in one night to just grab some props and stuff and uh, <laughs> came into the room and heard someone there was like, oh, guys, and it was Carl. And he was like, we were like, Carl, what are you doing? Okay, so it, stop saying his name. No, this is just his first repetition. name now. Okay. This is his first name now. We're like, Carl, what are you doing? He's like, oh, man, you're really harsh on my vibe. We're like, are you fucking bro? He's like, oh, just had a bird in there. Oh, my God. So we came in and just started playing the piano in the, in, in the actual performance space. Oh, my God. Like, all right, see you, man. So he's just fucking in someone's tiny 10-person venue. Fuck. Did I ever tell you when I was doing Adelaide Fringe this year, I think I told you this, the, the guy before me was doing a musical parody show of um, a, a, a comedy musical about Gunter from Friends where he played Gunter. Oh. And I, like, really nice guy, but one of the, the part of the set was that Everyone he had a- Everyone is going to fucking he, freak out hearing how you say Gunther. Whatever. I haven't seen the show. Um, he he had a couch on stage, yeah. right? And so every day he would carry the couch out and, like, you know, when the show was done, carry the couch back. Anyway, on the uh, first Sunday of the Adelaide Fringe, he found out that um, uh, on the last Saturday something had happened uh, because he found a used condom next to the couch. <laughs> Someone had snuck into the tent and fucked on his couch. <laughs> Happens all the time. Happens all the time. <laughs> Happens all the time. Took inspiration from it, honestly. Masturbated there a few times there myself. <laughs> ran Put around on a concernedly like, did somebody lose this? <laughs> I lost and found. <laughs> I found this. Did anybody lose it? Did anybody lose this? Because if not, I know we've got uh, ladies in there being like, yeah, my son, I haven't seen my son. He's about six years old and you shove her out of the way. I've got a million children in this. <laughs> and they're missing their parent. <laughs> yeah. 
It was crazy. Anyway, that's cool. It's really good, right? It's really good. It's really good. And, and you've already been using it, so you're already as dirty as you're going to get. Yeah. Oh, so God. Good. Yeah, it was the most brutal fucking. I, I Like, finding out about that, it tarnished that tent for me because I was like, I can only expect that this must have been the the, the worst sex. And I am, in some ways, actually, you know what? I am so impressed that there was a condom used. Yeah, in fringe, yeah. Because it's such a contrast between <laughs> Hey, let's fuck on this dirty comedy couch, couch yeah, yeah, yeah. in the back of an overheating fucking dome tent. Yeah. But let's be responsible about <laughs> it. But maybe it's more like you know how sometimes you'll uh like you'll be naked, completely naked, and then you'll like put on a t shirt to emphasize your nakidity? Yes. Maybe they just opened a condom and threw it on the ground to be like, we don't need it. <laughs> hey, I want the condom to watch. <laughs> I want my I want my children to watch. Yeah, because like um, I feel like yeah, you're right. Because if they did put the condom on while having sex in this fucking tent, it would be such a weird moment of restraint. You know, well, it would be like, like uh, it's like it, with your surroundings. That means that your dick is the only thing not getting diseased. Yes. Because <laughs> everything around you is making your body so much worse in every way in the Adelaide Fringe. You are getting every flu possible mm. from the ba- from that seat. But no herpos. No herpos somehow. Congratulations. One time I came into a friend's house, a, a couple, that yeah. when I moved to Melbourne, I was, like, visiting this, like, um, boyfriend and girlfriend that I knew and I, like, um, came in the front door and one of them, like, clearly accidentally... Like without looking and knowing I was there, it was like, oh yeah, um, so, uh, they were like, uh, the friend who had been staying at their house last night had yeah. left, and they were like, oh yeah, Pat just left. He slept on the anal couch last night, and I just looked at them, and they turned around, and were like, oh, and I was like, why is it called the anal couch? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh fuck! This red couch they had in their lounge room. Oh, man. It's like a day bed. <laughs> but just me being like, why oh. is it called that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you pieced that together, huh? Figured it out. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> do you reckon they bought it specifically? For anal? Hey, do you have any um? I don't think they bought it at anal? all. Oh, right. <laughs> had real vibes from... <laughs> A roadside. Yeah, right. I mean, we were all like 22, so. Yeah, you really, you do anal usually at that age mm. on a couch you found outside or mm. on like a five milk crates with a, with a, some cushions on top. Five milk crates? I, I fuck long girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks so much for listening to Big Soft Titty Dot PNG. I'm a long girl and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Stretch on out. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. See ya.